0: Mike, 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 hey microwave. Everybody.
1: thanks for tuning in to this next episode of Microwave Minutes, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, all the good stuff, and don't forget to listen to Recording for Tuesday, I'm on that show too, and this is my episode with Anthony Randazzo, super fun, gonna be um, a great season, and stay tuned for more. Okay. Let's get Mike, into Mike, it. Mike, 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 completely here. locked in.
0: The record button has been hit.
1: The record <laughs> button done been hit. So all your little pitter-patters, they're on record. Probably didn't tell my girlfriend that I was starting. She'll <laughs> <So laughs> so barge in. She's going to barge McDonald's. in. The pizza's here. All right. So... We're here at the Microwave Minutes. I'm here with a new guest, Anthony Randazzo, Hello. graphic designer, Chicagoan, talented artist, skateboarder, mm-hmm. overall decent human being. How you, know, are you feeling, Anthony? I'm good.
0: Never really been in a studio setting, sitting down talking. First podcast.
1: Yeah, it is. First podcast, and it's a pleasure. I, um, dude, I did my homework. <laughs> I did the homework that I feel is necessary for today. Um, I spent, um, we were supposed to do, I think originally yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yesterday morning, I went through, uh, your discography your portfolio (laughs) um i watched postcard i watched onlooker Waiting. waiting yeah um and i feel like i feel like we could dive into that to start but before that actually let's get where can we find you where can the people find you
0: um I guess for the personal work, you know, just Instagram, obviously. Um, I run a skateboard brand that I call Postcard. I also run a skateboarding magazine called Red Skate Mag with my friend Danny and Peter. Um, and then, I mean, I just have my own like graphic design portfolio website with my full name, Anthony James Randazzo, but as of late... I got a job at a small studio in Chicago called Normal Studio, and I've just kind of been putting most
1: of my efforts in there. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's good. Exciting. That's really awesome. How long have you been at Normal? I've been there since
0: like October, the beginning of October. And before that, I was like in a dismal kind of graphic design position doing like news graphics for a, uh, a network called news nation. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I've never heard of them, but, um, do you
0: know, uh, fuck, what's his first name? Is it Cuomo Anthony Cuomo? Oh yeah. Not the mayor, but his, uh, brother that worked for CNN and got fired for helping his brother. That's he was, like feeding company? him. It's not his company. He, they had like, he's like the new hot, uh, I guess, personality you can say, but he got fired from CNN for, uh, leaking stories to his brother who was the mayor of New York with like sexual misconduct allegations. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like telling him what's going to come out so he can kind of prep for it. So being a good brother, being a bad journalist, <laughs> you could say, but I left there right before he started.
1: Um, <laughs> I know it's such a weird tidbit. Did you? I mean, you said you left before that, before he got fired. Uh, no, I, I left before he
0: um, got hired onto our network. Oh, before got it. Before that, got it. he
1: was CNN. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um. That's very interesting. But news graphics are. I'm assuming were pretty standard boring you were not into it it. it's
0: kind of bleak um overall just kind of like you're the new factory worker Mm -hmm. of the contemporary world meaning you're just like a designer and a producer is like giving you the ingredients of a recipe and you put them together but occasionally you would get something very unethical you would not feel comfortable doing and then you have to like push back saying, like, this, like, isn't part of the branding guideline of the network, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So those are the times that would be, like, kind of interesting, but also, like, a little uneasy.
1: There's a, I feel like a bit of protest, then, to the work that you're making now. You're kind of, like, you're, you're blossoming and also, like, pushing, I'm assuming there's commentary in your personal work against that grain?
0: I guess everything right now is like so quick and status quo and unoffensive or like very easily digestible. And a lot of the times I like, when I have an idea, like I write stuff down and beat it to death just in order to like really figure out what I'm trying to do. Cause I don't necessarily know. It's like something that just like pushes me in a direction And then I have to like beat it to death. And then I'll like start stripping it back more and more and more until like it's way more narrow. And then like I can see a way to finish it.
2: Interesting.
1: The. I kind of feel similar with music, Mm -hmm. really. Uh, There's been previous work that I've done in, in this same setting, very DIY setting that beats, beats it to death as in like overproduces it. Mm-hmm. And then I think with experience, being able to strip the pieces away that you want um, creates the products that I'm dealing with now, I think. And but I think back like years ago, Stripping things away from something like that was not harder, but I wasn't taking away the right things. Yeah, and the uh, the messaging was lost. Where now writing a lot of stuff down, beating something to death like that, like definitely, is more complex, and t- and subtracting things is uh, a lot. It's a more interesting process, I think now. With, with I think that's just with any experience in, in art, you know?
0: Yeah, you can see it in art mostly. It's like, what are the essentials to this piece? And then, you know, going to school and getting the, the training and like you're being critiqued pretty heavily. And you and the students and the teachers will tell you. And if you have like a, a mentor really in any medium, like they're going to be pretty blunt with you. And tell you, like, oh, here's the actual interesting idea. Or here, here's, like, what I find compelling about X, Y, Z. Like, focus on that. You yeah. Know, start deleting other factors.
1: And, um, I think, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> the an overview of this conversation for me is gonna be really fun to think about later, but... I'm, I'm backtracking to the first thing you said, I I asked you where we could find you and you're like, you know, Instagram, like obviously, but Mm -hmm. that plays into this, the process that we have now as creatives is unfortunately like beating something or really well documenting that process and then stripping it back is playing into making it more digestible Mm -hmm. where some artists don't ever strip anything back. And that whole maximal idea is like really intriguing to me. That's like, I haven't spent a lot of time like researching it, but I feel like our next wave of popular art is going to be a lot more maximal and almost more difficult to digest um, than it's ever been before, uh. And I think that it's just a very, it's a very interesting that like the process, the process that you have right now because of your trajectory as a graphic designer is like now I'm really working on something and then pulling all these elements out, yeah, um, to make. I mean, because you still have to really follow your own guidelines as a graphic designer, like what just looks aesthetically.
0: Yeah, you're setting the guidelines, which is the hardest part. And a lot of people struggle with setting like deadlines or even like aesthetic guidelines for themselves. Like, I mean, for instance, like when you're making a publication or a book, you're like looking at the content. And then from there, you're like, You know, how many many columns do I need? What are my margins? Like, essentially, what is the size of the book that's going to fit the content? I mean, I know people that are, like, filmmakers, photographers, they, would like, have trouble focusing on those things. Whether they're, like, not as technically um, literate or for whatever reason, but they have trouble setting the guidelines. So, like, you kind of get you lose the narrative. Um, And that it was something I was like, I wasn't always good at that. It was because I like did four years of design and somebody had to like drill it into my brain. And then I like read the history of design and I was like, Oh, what I've been doing the whole time is like too complex. And it's actually easier if you tackle this in a really objective way. Cause design isn't necessarily like subjective, it's it's like it's a service. And it's about like building rationale and like structure to your life, or even to like, you know, the service you're providing, it needs to be like highly structured and rational. There's like money on the line. Um so yeah, in that way, like setting parameters is extremely important to the process.
1: Box. mic drop <laughs> There's fucking money on the line. <laughs> there's Yeah, there's, there's always money on the line. <laughs> um how <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to um segue from that because I feel like how I know you is through your play through your skateboarding and through mm-hmm. um, that, just like social in general, you know? So <laughs> I told you <laughs> it come barging in, but um, I don't know. I think like the, I guess the kind of the segue is, is that the, like, I feel after all of the videos that I ingest, that are skateboarding related, like your, your work that exists within that culture is, it has this rationale to, it has this rationality to it that really, I feel like is going like transcends in skateboarding. And you have a really interesting intersection of like design background and also it's like fashionable there's that the aesthetic that you've brought from that rationality that like speaks volumes that like looks really good that doesn't really look like any other like a lot of other videos that i've seen you know what i mean like it's an interesting process that i think you've taken but i don't know if you've ever really talked about it
0: no i mean mostly just to like close friends who like even care to listen because I always have like a I have like an issue where I over explain things and it's mostly because a lot of people just do things and they don't know why they do them and I'll have I have an obsession with knowing like the why I felt the need to do it that way and even like um if you think about it in terms of like I want to write an article I have an idea for an article if you just start talking about it you don't necessarily like uh, you can't put your ideas together you have to like write it down like your brain is like it's understanding what you're thinking while you're writing it so that's kind of how I approach it like if there's a way to like do a skate video Instead of just, like, okay, because I have the need to, like, know why I'm doing something and because I have, like, this, like, some sort of, like, force guiding me in, like, one direction. I end up, like, writing and, like, maybe a couple of pages a day or, like, putting some thoughts together. And then, like, those notes become kind of, like, the skeleton of the video.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think... I would have that's, never guessed that those that they had I, notes. Yeah, they have notes. That's very. And I think that's why they
0: they look different. I don't have like a.
1: a you don't have blocking, do you? What's that? Are they ever block? Well, in um, <clears throat> I think cinematographers they sketch their oh. scenes out where they have well, where they show the motion. <laughs> I guess we can get into
0: the the. The concept around the, the the latest skateboarding film I made. Because Conflict it, it exists
1: within Postcard. Because Postcard, it's a yeah. film by Postcard. So yeah. that's like, you can tell that there's a universe that's being built in a way.
0: Yeah, and I did like kind of storyboard certain things. I, I, it was like I was just getting really into slow car music at the time. I like It, it might have been like four years ago that I like started the bones of the video and then I had like an obsession with 16 millimeter cause like I had only done like super eight and I know 16 millimeter had like way more opportunities for like achieving a, 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 like like a cinematography that's very like I could just accomplish what was in my head easier mm-hmm. like choosing just black and white film and like getting these certain shots, but like essentially what I was doing is like, I had this feeling that I was getting older and my crew is like kind of dwindling or getting like less prevalent. And it was about how like people come in and out or like how like a skateboarder who's like, I mean we're essentially all on toys. Like how do you deal with like getting older and like facing that kind of like the lights are going out Mm -hmm. and what was kind of in along with that in the process was like the music I chose fit that idea. And then I was like reading into the lyrics of the music and like how can the my shots kind of mirror the lyrics of the music. So there's like this interesting relationship going on with the soundtrack, the skateboarding, and then like what we essentially call B-roll. But to me it was like those, those shots that were B-roll was actually like the main bones of the video Mm -hmm. so i came up with shots in my head um and it was insane because it took like four years to get like a lot of those shots done and a lot of the time i had to write them down or storyboard them because i couldn't hold them in my brain any longer yeah it was like taking up too much space (laughs) it was like literally burning a hole in my head i was like (laughs) i need to get these done yeah that's a so 2018 you started it yeah, I think you can say 2018 is a pretty solid place because that's the year I think I came out with. Postcard. Yeah, the first postcard, one. which was late, named Postcard 2018. Yeah. So right
1: after that, I got like an HD camera and started filming with that. Got it. That makes... That's some romantic shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's... Um... Yeah. Okay. So, over explaining your ideas, you were just saying. Uh, storyboarded. Really. Um, I I was gonna ask something about. Oh, I was I was gonna say I don't want to talk over you, but I don't I don't know slow core. I don't think like you really? like you know. Yeah, I don't. It's like um, I know, I mean, I realized that did you you had radiohead on it and no radiohead no what was that wasn't tom york on it at some point
0: no it was it was mostly like this band it starts off with this band transonia 5 which is like this like very unknown band and wait hang on like, you, wait, d- hang
1: on you don't like radio lab is that <laughs> I, <they're> okay <laughs> okay right, what about I'm the never, smile
0: i've never gotten really into them dude
1: the smiles they new his new like tom and um what's I his like name i like tom york scores for films okay cool yeah i think yeah he's super talented yes it's, i agree that's anyway so the first i i thought i heard somebody that sounded like him across that soundtrack
0: was it instrumental
1: it was yeah and also sometimes i just think like he, they adopt like that band adopts a very like maybe slowcore sound in if a way you've
0: never heard slowcore it's just like very like drop d like very reserved melodramatic mm-hmm. So my I turned on for my dad and he's like, "Why don't they just open it up and just go?" <laughs> I'm like I'm like, "Have you ever looked in the chords they're playing? It's insane." He's uh, I mean, it like all four fingers ever, ever, the whole song.
1: It's pretty. I mean, it sounds it sounded great, but it, it was also still an interesting choice of music. That's like the fact that you're saying it. It like really it it played into the way that you shot it. Is just like fucking love that shit
0: yeah there's just like a pervasive sense of loneliness in that music yeah i was like oh how can i just like feed off that but also like not be too dramatic about it
1: is that your go-to music is that your regular
0: uh, that... like if i like am working on something that is like like the music is integral to the project i have to like live in that world for the entire time
1: got it it sucks got it it doesn't there's there's suck. so it, it many songs sense.
0: I'll just like repeat in my head in the car so I can like <laughs> envision a clip to go in a blank space
1: there. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's torturous, really. And interesting, but I'm somebody that I don't repeat songs. I don't. I go through albums, and then when I'm done with you the album, know. maybe I'll replay it again. But. Oh, I'm onto the you know the next yeah. thing all the time, so it's like completely opposite. Like, and maybe if I started re-listening to songs in the process, like it, in that process, maybe that would help remember things. But I also like, yeah, it's
0: like, it's a mental note. It, the soundtrack's a mental note. You could like visit, revisit the song, go back to where you were in the book, essentially like that's your place mark.
1: Whoa, <laughs> 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 so many mic drops today, man. <laughs> This is going. I took
0: I took this soundtrack just as in uh, as serious as like the filming. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, indulgent for me to talk about it, but I like I wanted the entire soundtrack to have a very interesting sound, and I I actually like made I fed it through a tape machine.
1: The all the songs.
0: Yeah, I, I essentially edited the video soundtracks in the video rendered it and then i played the video on my computer while i hooked it up to a mixer attached to a tape machine and then fed the tape machine back to the mixer and it created like a a tape echo yeah yeah so like maybe like two days before the video was like premiering i like finally got the equipment and wires and adapters and like i made real-time edits to the to the video yeah while
1: it just played and like was making adjustments on this tape echo um that makes all of those chords you're talking about sound so nice yeah (laughs) all of that (laughs) yeah that's really sick it just keeps adding like more i guess of a
0: texture and identity to the video but i'm not really sure anyone notices you know it's it's more, I guess, just like for me, and then like whoever's the audience has their first impression. And I hope, I mean, like one would hope that they identify as it. It's just like something different. Yeah. Even if they can't put their finger on what the process is.
1: Yeah. And guess what, folks? You can buy it for VHS right now.
0: I'm on VHS. It's a. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I think like two or three people asked for it and then just made like You were like, yeah, that's a good idea.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's a cool idea. I would, I think like that's a lot of fun to make and have and (laughs) shelve. It was a pain in the
0: ass, (laughs) but it was fun to document.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. It's a cool physical documentation. Yeah, I wanted to make a
0: poster and then someone asked for a VHS. I'm like, I guess that could be the poster. Right. Something's got to be real here. Right. And skateboarders are so traditional that they're like, did you make DVD copies? I'm like, no, dude. DVDs are like boring and a pain in ass to make. Like Adobe Encore isn't a thing anymore. Like you can barely even make a DVD anymore.
1: Was that the program that they had before?
0: Yeah, it was actually a really good – like the interface was terrible. Mm. But you could – it was like very free reign – and they just, like, they took it off the cloud. Mm-hmm. You can't use it anymore. Unless you have it on your computer already.
1: Yeah, yeah. You could probably
0: find it on, like, the Pirate Bay. <laughs> Dude, it's really hard to find. And it's definitely not compatible with, like, a Mac M1 chip. Mm-hmm. Like most things.
2: <laughs>
1: um. So what's the vision uh, 10 years from now? You know. That's a good
0: point. <laughs> Was the 10-year plan?
1: What's the... N- not even... It doesn't need to be a plan, but, like, do you think that... I mean, you could spend that entire time making the next one, you know, but is that something that you would do?
0: Honestly, I was really telling myself, like, that's the last big premiere. That's the last really, like... Like big concept video because it just took so much out of my life.
1: Loki, um, I was hoping you were gonna be like, no, nah, like I want live band. S- just like skate keep comp. going more. <laughs> like when they're
0: like, they played the new Gears of War and had like a a huge live band doing the score. At this, like, premiere. like, what the? They're really taking to the next level. The Gears um,
1: of War, they haven't had a game in a while, right? They haven't. <laughs> they they were
0: trying, but. I don't know, like I was working full time trying to like finish this video. And then before that, I was like in college trying to finish the video. But I would like take like an hour and a half lunch. I would leave work and then be like, Peter, like, let's go. Like, my Peter, my homie, who's like, who ended up just being kind of the star of the video because no one else was like down to help me. <laughs> like, just do these stupid. Like B roll, like planes. there's the Stevie. <laughs> I was like directing him, like it was a film, and he's like, he did like, didn't understand what I was doing, like nobody did. And then, like, once they saw the video, they're like, oh, okay, this is like making sense. Well, like, you know, when it's edited and put together, but I was really asking a lot of my friends, are, like, they're literally just like skateboarders and they're not used to the film or like asking them to do things outside of like going street skating. Yeah. Cause a skateboard video is like, if you take like the nine one seven videos or the frog videos, like these are good examples of like just raw, like authentic skateboarding where like, you know, film something funny at the spot, film the trick and then just put the music you like to it. And then you get this like association with skateboarding. That's very natural. natural. It's just natural. Like what the day feels like. And then, mine I'm like asking my friend like essentially like let's go to the boonies and you're gonna like I'm we're gonna bring this door <laughs> and I'm gonna place you in the middle of the road and then you're gonna like open the door and then like like the door is gonna fall and there's like a, uh, the, a fucking like mailbox in front of you like he does like obviously he's like what the hell are you talking about and then like well we can't you, you understand it yeah you know it's just like it's unheard
1: of yeah yeah <laughs> that's um i'm
0: like too embarrassed to tell them like you know
1: it's about essentially this, this, this. the script <laughs> <laughs> there's like a light script there's a uh, you know i'm i feel like you could even just do a not skate video <laughs> you could do yeah. some short film
0: before i was filming skateboarding i mean i was like a youtube kid making skits really and
1: is that alive somewhere
0: dude they're unlisted on my youtube yeah, i knew it There's <laughs> so, there's somewhere but i not really cannot release these it's so cringe
1: hey man no shame i was, I often, I was a vlogger okay <laughs> i often
0: think about like if i was to be completely fresh and just kind of ignorant about it like doing what i did previously now i'd probably be like a tiktok star yep i was like so early in the youtube game that i mean they didn't have that many views like maybe a thousand or two on some but eventually i was like man this is whack (laughs) (laughs) i'm tired of being a goofball
1: it is whack it's whack um and you would be you'd just be an influencer yeah i would just be an influencer that'd be your whole thing that
0: I was watching. I don't know if you remember this girl. Her name was uh, Boxy. No. It's just like this 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 girl who was like sixteen. She just looked, looked emo.
1: That was the whole thing. Just looking. She emo. had like a
0: she had a weird like affect about her. She she's like she was in character, but nobody knew. She pretty much just like had two friends on like four chan or. Um, Fuck, one of those games, like, those 4chan people are on. <laughs>
1: uh, Fortnite.
0: Uh, no, no, no. Um, no. Way before that. Just, like, shit you would see kids doing at the library, and it's just, like, an, a bird's-eyed view of a game.
1: Oh, RuneScape. RuneScape. <laughs> she had,
0: like, two RuneScape friends that she, like, didn't know in real life, but, like, would just hang out with them on there, and she made two YouTube videos just pretty much saying hi to them.
1: In real life?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, on YouTube. And then... 4chan got a hold of it. And then some people, like half of the 4chan community, loved her. Half of the 4chan community hated her. And then they eventually, like, it caused a rift in 4chan. <laughs> and they doxed her because they're like, You're people, causing too much stress. They're like, people are obsessed with you. you like, We have to stop this 16 year old girl. And they doxed her and found out she's actually like a voice actress. And she was like in character, which is just, essentially, if you think about it, she's like, like what an influencer or like youtuber streamer is now yeah but it was like it was like the first time there was
1: a person like that you know boxy boxy people know about her dude it's wild but yeah i mean if it if it that happens today she
0: she was getting she was getting death threats she
1: like stopped well, she'd probably... The, on the one side of the death threats, the other side would yeah, be Wilder like... Yeah, I loved her, probably one of like Sprite would be like, do a commercial, yeah. you know, some crazy shit. She
0: did some voices for uh, a few shows at Cartoon Network. Oh. So she's still, like, like, working. Good. She's actually a good voice actress, but just, like, very early internet phenomenon. <laughs> this is a weird segue, but... I've been interested lately in old YouTube.
1: Like if it still exists or like like you're just trying to like you're you want the old viewing
0: it in hindsight. That was essentially what web like 1.0 was if like we're in web 2.0.
1: Yeah. Uh, Like Smosh or like earlier
0: Smosh. Like it is like Smosh years or like FND films, which is like a Chicago like Smosh. Didn't know them. Yeah, I love them. They had such an influence on me. Um, but yeah, just seeing essentially everybody on the internet become an OG YouTuber to like an hysteric extent
1: has been interesting. In hindsight, th- um, they missed out back then because they, yeah, they were too early. Yeah, they didn't. They deserved more. Those those early Smosh videos deserved more money than they got. Probably
0: yeah, they probably like never got a brand deal. You know. Yeah. It was right at the like forefront of it all. Like, YouTube was just realizing that they could monetize mm-hmm. videos and had ad ad revenue. Yeah. Which eventually like led actually did change skateboarding because then a lot of people like couldn't use certain music anymore because then it couldn't
1: be monetized. YouTube would get in trouble. It was not until like recently that I even sought out old videos because yeah. I knew that they were hard to come by. At least when I was younger, trying to find them on YouTube wasn't even a thing.
0: I would say it's harder to find old videos now. I mean, I'll look up a video in the YouTube search engine and, and 90% it, of it is completely unrelated to what I want to find.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so bad. It's just like what generates ad revenue, what's interesting on this algorithm. Like, it's not about, like, what's useful anymore, which was, I mean, if you ever were interested in it, like, what was Google's mission statement in, like, 2004? It was, like, to get the access to information that you want, which is completely not the business model anymore.
1: No. No. What is is it now, though?
0: It it's probably solely to like generate or like mine people's data in order to sell ad space that's all it is i mean i'll look up shit and i will not find one thing that is like relevant i'll be like someone was like asking me like hey do you know like how i can capture like on this old video camera that like takes like mini cds Mm I was trying to look up the name of these like cameras and like, like pretty much just troubleshooting for her and couldn't find one thing. Like what will come up is like sales for like literally just CDs or like new cameras, like B&H ads. I'm just like, where is what I need? It's like, do I want to use Bing? Is it any different? Is it? I don't know. I don't they, want to be They
1: anything. have a, a e-kosha. It's it's a search engine that plants trees for every search you uh, search, I guess. I don't understand yeah, that. Would, that would be nice, but I doubt that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going like, put that in the, the Amazon rainforest. Um, but yeah, things are different. Things are a lot different than they used to be. I
1: I want to believe that Google is not just mining data. I, I
0: mean, what are they doing?
1: I don't, I don't know. I know that there's factories of bat of of hard drives that they continuously build, so maybe they are just taking data. But
0: my cousin built a uh, a Facebook data facility in DeKalb. Cause he's How a big is this facility, worker. dude? It's like four or five football fields, and he's just laying pipe for all of it. <laughs> like literally laying the pipe
1: (laughs) yeah that's that is and he's just
0: like almost like I mean he's amazed by it almost kind of like not bragging but like I mean it's a good account if you're a construction worker and I'm just like amazed because it's just like to me I stare at it and it looks like one huge like privacy violation (laughs) I was like
1: dude this is nuts mmm um, I don't know, man, Google, uh, you can submit three applications every 90 days to Google. So I sent my three in the other day.
0: You want to be like found on the search engine?
1: No, yeah. I'm, I would work for Google oh, and really? must've, I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know they have like a, um, a UI UX class.
1: Yeah. It's like a certificate program. I yeah. Think. It's a certificate
0: program. Yeah. But I, I hear it's pretty good. That could be fun. I was thinking about doing that.
1: Do you do you know a lot of code languages because of your experience?
0: I know some like very basic HTML and CSS. That's all
1: that's all that I just learned actually. And like <laughs>
0: maybe one or two things I've ever done in JavaScript, but for the most part, I'll like design the website and we'll hand it over to a developer. And he'll just use WordPress, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean nobody's gonna build it straight from scratch anymore. Like luckily some of it's automated.
1: Yeah. But but that you know, I wish you, I could, man.
0: UIUX feel be way good more powerful.
1: <laughs> learn some Python. Yeah, could be fun. You could do fun
0: things with Python. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it.
1: <laughs> um. But yeah, the I have never. I I really play into the uh, suggestions on YouTube now. I I always try to make yeah. sure that my algorithm is keeping it interesting and that they feed me good stuff. So, I personally I don't often search. I don't search for I don't search it out. But any oh, oh, like back like, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't even try to find things like that on the on the internet cuz I knew that really? cuz I at the time too the same thing same as you like I was using YouTube as like I was publishing videos and all of my shit would get taken down because I would try to put music in it and like it wouldn't work. I would rip the songs and try to put them in the video and Mm. all that stuff would get taken down. So
0: I figured that out pretty early on because I was making those, I guess you can just call them parody videos or skits and then when I transitioned into like just fully going skateboarding mode, I was, I already knew so I was like, it was like right around the time like Bandcamp had its like golden era where like here's where alex g is re- releasing his music here's where like surf curse is releasing their music and current joys which used to be called televisions i was just on there and i'm like okay like they're on really small labels mm-hmm. and nobody's they're like it's the cool music and nobody's gonna care if i use it so i would put it up and then it it wouldn't get taken down you know, I mean, it wasn't like on Sony or Warner mm-hmm. by that time, and I mean, eventually, like maybe four years down the road, I would get a
1: notice like, "This just got taken off." <laughs> it wouldn't get taken <laughs> off,
0: but it'd be like, "This has no potential to get monetized." I'm like, "All right," <laughs> or <laughs> finally, if I, yeah, Alex, you know, finally, like somebody made it. <laughs> like they got on a big label and bought their like backup, like discography.
1: Yeah. Wait. So you don't think Bandcamp's in their golden era right now? That now that they're owned by Epic Games, <laughs> are they? I didn't know that. <laughs> they just got kind of bought out. I think it was this year, which well, is mean,
0: crazy. Hopefully, they don't change it too much.
1: I I love Bandcamp.
0: I like Bandcamp too. I mean, you can play music and exit the app. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the what defines a good app these days.
1: Yeah, but that's also new.
0: I would. I used to like for escape videos, like. I'd be be up until, like, 3 a.m. looking for, like... Finding music. ...cool garage rock. (laughs) There's, like, a a few memories that stick out of my head where I just, like, felt like the fucking sickest curator of music (laughs) because I I had found this band called Deers, which is now... They had to change their name. They're called Heinz. It's, like, four Spanish girls that were, like, obsessed with the Strokes and just started making, like, garage rock.
1: That's pretty sick.
0: And like the day before they blew up, I like found their EP. And then the next day it had like 40,000 views. I'm like, what the fuck? That's amazing. But they were the sickest band I ever found.
1: Heinz like the ketchup?
0: Yeah. I think it translates to Deers. Oh. Or some sort of antler animal in Spanish. But they They had to change their name because there was like some sort of like Canadian band called The Deers. And they got a cease and desist. <laughs>
1: um i don't have any i don't have yeah anything specific that sticks out like discovering a band on any app and then blowing up but i always just rep heavy on all of the music that i enjoy yeah. and, and cross the fingers that they blow up one day you yeah. know it's always so you
0: can be that guy saying oh dude i put this on yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's me
0: it's such an urge you have to fight if it ever happens
1: yeah I do. You gotta it. be happy for them, you know. I used to, I used to really um, push uh, Beach Bunny mm-hmm. before they blew up, and they're big now, which yeah. is sick. But I, uh, like, they used to hang out at our house shows at a certain point before yeah, they that's were a that cool big.
0: Feeling and like in Chicago, that's that used to be um, very prevalent, like the DIY scene.
1: Yeah, I'm. Br- we're bringing it back. <laughs> Don't worry. I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll see.
0: I probably am too old to even even enjoy it.
1: That's the problem. <laughs> so it's yeah, so hard just, to bring back.
0: It's like standing around a bunch of like twenty year olds, it's just like they got these like stars in their eyes that like mine is long gone. Yeah. I'm like I can't be around you people.
1: <laughs> You're too naive. <laughs> I, that kind of feels like uh, most bars and. In- uh, on the west side of the river <laughs> yeah <Did laughs> you know
0: when you see it there's been some girls that are like i didn't like i really never knew i had like a kind of i don't know what you would call it like an instagram presence that had like any influence but sometimes i'd be at house shows when i was like 24 Like a girl would come up to me and be like, are you Antoine? Like not even know my, my actual real name. They would just assume my first name was Antoine. And then just like, look at me in this like weird, weird, affectious way. I'm just like, is this what it's like to be in a band? (laughs) And like the girl comes up to you.
1: Yes. (laughs) This is sketchy. (laughs) I wouldn't know, but I would imagine it as such. (laughs) I'm just like,
0: uh, like, it's almost like I know something that you don't. And This is like not feeling very correct, so it's like the growlers should have known, dude. <laughs> They're a canceled band,
1: uh,
3: are
0: they, they from here, here I, too,
1: or something? I don't think they are. Okay, they played
0: here a lot, <laughs> yeah, until they uh, I don't know, they weren't burger records.
1: It's right? a good thing, uh,
0: burger records just like everyone on there went down with the ship. I don't know, burger.
1: But I do know. I'm glad that Whitney like hasn't really gotten canceled because there was one summer where they played like every weekend <laughs> at like all the bars. Yeah. They made their rounds. <laughs> it was like, Jesus Christ, I'm seeing Whitney again.
0: <laughs> They're not as infectious as they used to be.
1: No. Right. No. I think that they. It's because it's not as folky. Yeah. They did I mean, like it's a not dance folky thing.
0: anymore anyway.
1: They did like glitter pop.
0: Yeah. There's, I mean, there's like. There's maybe, like, 15 people off Chicago, like, keeping, like, they're, like, they're all, like, riding bikes, and they're keeping folk alive, you know? You don't, the, do you,
1: do you ride, a, do you ride around?
0: I, uh. You got a bike? I mean, I'm not doing it for fun, like most people. I just ride it to work or, like, occasionally to the beach. Yeah. I never got into that culture. It's hard. But it makes sense if, like, you're a skateboarder and your body is deteriorating.
1: I had a front rack that I could just strap my board to, which was really convenient also. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I that got stolen right out front here. And of it's course, like the man. third bike I've got that's gotten stolen. <laughs> so it's just like I gave up not doing another one yeah. until I could hang it inside. I
0: mean, every like when spring run like turns the corner, it's just like on Instagram. Like, have you seen this bike? <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you guys leaving it? <laughs> what kind of locks do you have on it?
1: Obviously, the lo- the same locks that keep getting the bike yeah. stolen.
0: My dumb ass bought a Brooks saddle, which is like that nice leather saddle you can get for a bike.
1: They and screwed it right off, popped it right part off. Part of me is just
0: like, like, why go anywhere? This thing's gonna get go taken. <laughs> <laughs> like my dumb ass bought the nicest saddle you can get, just because I have like bad circulation and my ass hurts all the time. Just <laughs> like I need this.
1: You need more deep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. More deep breathing. More deep breathing. Probably
0: need to run instead of ride my bike.
1: Nah, man, that's worse for your circulation. I'm sure. Is it? Yeah. Your <laughs> knees. Smoking
0: cigarettes and drinking.
1: Uh, no, just the the biking to the running. <laughs> yeah. Smoking and drinking. Your for sure. You could do a little bit sometimes, but not all the time. But no, I don't.
0: I would say no. I'm not a bike rider.
1: Um. So, I did tell you before we started this episode that I wasn't gonna timestamp it, but I mean, it's almost the biggest consumer holiday of the year. So yeah, it's Christmas. Are you excited? Do um, you do Christmas?
0: Yeah, I haven't put up a tree in my house. Probably should have. I think it's in my basement. My grandma gave me this mini tree. I do like Christmas.
1: You do like Christmas.
0: I think I'm at the age where, like, it's just like, I think it's time to pass the excitement on, uh, little kids.
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, at almost thirty.
0: Yeah, I'm almost. I'm. I'm twenty. Am I twenty-seven? I'm am 27. I often forget my age. I'm born in 1995, so I'm twenty-seven.
1: Yeah. Um. You're right. I. I mean, I feel the same way though. It's like.
0: I am i wouldn't say I'm jaded on Christmas. I do really like it. I'm just kind of seeing, like, my family, like, what happens to a family that's been through so much shit.
1: Yeah. And
0: then, you know, they end up getting jaded on Christmas. My dad is really bad about this because he had a lot of losses in his family or by our family a couple of years ago. and
1: I'm sorry to hear that.
0: No, it's okay. It happens. Yeah. Like, I know that, but he has a hard time, like, dealing with it. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not putting up the tree this year. Oh, God. If they can't, they're not here to enjoy it, then why should I? I'm like, dude, like, this holiday is for people that are alive. <laughs> it's not for dead people. <laughs> yeah. But he's, like, a very sentimental guy, and he's getting, like, jaded as he gets older. So I'm, I'm trying to, like, make, I'm going to try and make Christmas nice for him, and then I'm going to try and, like... I have, like, little cousins that are, like, 12.
2: Yeah. And
0: I'm going to try and like, get them something. Important age for that. Like, I'm at the age where, like, you know, I have, I have a like, a half-sister and she has kids. I'm like, damn, I'm kind of an uncle. Like, I got to start getting presents for these fucking kids. <laughs> like, even though, like, I feel like I'm not even, like, capable. Yeah. Of, like, being a part of their lives at all. I'm like, okay, like... Because I remember when I was a little kid, like when someone gives you a gift, you'll remember them. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yep, yep.
0: I guess I want to be remembered. And to them, I'm an adult, like I'm a grown-ass person. Yeah. And to me, it's way
1: different. There's, I don't know, y- you're right, but there's something to be said about, Uh, you know, tr- injecting the uh, happiness part of it. Like you do have to turn on a face when you like... Yeah You know But you, you're, Yeah you're planting the seed It's important Everyone for those kids Everyone knows it's for them Yep And And I I think You should try to put up that tree Before it's You know Yeah I actually idea. have
0: been thinking about it I'm like dude it's gotta be up At least Let's one day Get some dopey day, tinsel and stuff It's just I never decorate for even Halloween Or any of that But I feel like You know You gotta have a tree
1: What about um what about movies? You got any? You got any Christmas favorites?
0: I, I just I like showed my girlfriend *It's a Wonderful Life* last night.
1: Oh God, classic! She had never seen it. Not a very good movie. I don't.
0: It's <laughs> it's not amazing, but like, I mean, granted, it has some weird, tropey, like, misogynist shit, but overall, right? Like, if you actually watch it now as an adult, it's like a very socialist film. Have you oh, think I about it? I
1: haven't thought about that.
0: There's like, the like building and loan that the, uh, the lead character and his father have like built, and he's like taking it over. There's like one big nefarious like Mr. Burns character who's like the, the guy who like owns, 60, 60 or seventy five percent of the town. Yeah, and essentially like, the building alone owned by the the lead character is like, there to combat this like monopoly he's gonna have over the town yeah he's like i want people to have homes even if like i'm not making really a profit on it right so i'm watching it like as an adult i'm like wow this is this is like some green new deal like like, post-world war ii film yeah and we like america has moved way past this ideology (laughs) like everyone now would be like yeah, that like Mr. Burns character like has the right idea. Like, <laughs> these people can't pay their loans back. What the fuck should they have the houses for? <laughs> <Cut>. <laughs> that's It was a cute film.
1: Yeah, that's a good. That's. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Now. I haven't watched it in a few in years at this point. Yeah. Uh, maybe like four or five years ago. It's and
0: uncanny you watch it because like you're. That was probably the beginning of, like, I don't know, like, how closely how much you follow, like, American history. But that's, like, the start of, like, the welfare state in the U.S. And then, like, the 80s signals, like, austerity, where, like, Reaganomics takes a hold and, like, public programs are, like, sold off and there's less and less public interest or um ability to negotiate
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's kind of like what we're living in right now still yeah or I mean a lot of podcasters would call it like the collapse of the American empire
1: heard that
0: like do you watch Adam Curtis at all speaking of films nope damn dude he's a rabbit hole he's um He's
1: a, I am here to, to learn from my learn? guests. I'm okay. not a podcaster, man. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> he's a
0: um, he's a British documentarian who write, uh, works for the BBC, so he has access to their like extensive archive. Yeah, they just have footage of like the USSR while it was collapsing, or like when the the British Empire was collapsing and like letting go of their colonies. So. He would say that he made a film called Hypernormalization, which is a coined term from a Russian writer.
1: Hypernormalization.
0: Yeah, he was explaining the kind of the state of the USSR as it crumbled because the people knew that the politicians had no control over the economy and the politicians knew that the people knew, but nobody did anything about it. There's no like revolution. It kind of like went business as usual because nobody else could imagine an alternative. So everyone assumes that the system's not working, but they just keep going on with it essentially. Um, which was where the term hyper normalization comes from because mm. it's it's like normal, but they know it's not normal, so it's hyper normal.
1: Yeah. It's self-aware normal. Right.
0: So Adam Curtis says That we're living through that right now as like, I guess the argument is that it used to be that individualism would equate to economic prosperity and liberty Um, or even like he takes figures like Tupac or like, okay, if we can't like, if we're not going to protest, like maybe we can change the world through music, which is essentially expressing yourself like everyone does on Instagram today, even like, you know, as as like good as black Lives matters was, it wasn't necessarily like enough of a revolution to change the world because it was still about just expressing yourself online. It didn't have like a hold on power. Mm -hmm. It wasn't prepared to create a revolutionary plan to take a hold of power. So he says that liberals today or like everybody in general knows that the system's not working, but we don't want to like give up our individuality. So we're not really prepared for change. So we just keep going through like economic crash after economic crash and like political seize up just because we want to like be comfortable.
1: Yeah. Well, and oh, all and- will at the end of those same days, like whether or not you are for or against the system, most people are capitalizing on their positions. So that's another reason why they go to right. business as usual, you know and even if they don't know it, it's
0: I guess you can like tail fish tail is, or dovetail us in a skateboarding where there's a oh, lot of peop- whoa. <laughs> there's a lot of people that look like they're transgressive but really what they're doing is just expressing themselves to an hysteric level. I'm not saying there's really anything wrong with expressing yourselves, but if you think that it's actually subversive, you're wrong because it just further uh, benefits capital. Because if we already agree that expressing yourself is what generates ad revenue, if you do it to an hysteric level which we all know like gets you more views then we can all agree that like individualism is actually a a net negative in the pursuit of like getting rid of capitalism correct so it's kind of this very weird ideology that you don't even acknowledge as ideology because the power structure is kind of hidden and then that's just kind of what the internet is all about right now that's what people would call it, like web 2.0 don't even ask me about web 3 because i really don't even know what it
1: means yeah it seems uh i've seen it the most on linkedin <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i've heard just recently got on linkedin i'm just like this, this is where like everyone just acts like them cor- their corporate selves correct and on twitter they're just like super slutty and like, racist <laughs> it's like literally the same person just flipping a switch
1: <laughs> one of them <laughs> What is this place? one of them has dark mode enabled <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then linkedin doesn't have a dark mode so, <laughs>
0: so it's also, also you assume these people have twitter and instagram but you never like link like the bit
1: you can't put them together the, normally the
0: corporate <laughs> business would probably not link the two they're just like are they you know being appropriate on linkedin then all right <laughs> Sick. It's like another world.
1: <laughs> um, I. Uh, so, um, but that whole, the overarch of that is that. In it's a wonderful life, connects to hyper normalization, and that is, kind of the. It does script that we're following in a way.
0: It does because if you I don't know if this argument's even been made, I can assume it's like in somebody's like doctorate dissertation on a film. But you could you could assume that It's a Wonderful Life is a very joyous, loved film. It's an American film. If everybody was on board in the values of that film up until Reagan they were like on board with the welfare state intended until, until it, I mean, the government during that time, like wasn't doing that. Well, I guess it, you can say it was like spending too much on like public assets and they were just replaced it with, I guess n- less public spending and more incentive on like private assets
1: and military.
0: Yeah. I mean, military obviously. Yeah. Um, but you can just, I guess you can see the ideology shifting. And in film especially, you can like attribute that to like what movies are out. Right now there's a lot of like anti-capital, like class warfare films. Like, um, what's that movie? Parasite being the most obvious and then like even more like on the head too obvious is like a triangle of sadness i don't know if you ever seen that but
1: no is that this year yeah that was this year it was
0: like you might have seen the trailer it was like um woody harrelson is like this boat captain on like a private uh cruise liner that has a bunch of like rich people on it yeah i guess the the thesis of the film is like what if the roles of, like, the workers and the rich were reversed and, like, they crashed the boat and then they were all on an island and, like, the roles reversed there? The
1: rich people had to provide for them?
0: The rich... It was pretty much that the workers, like, knew how to fish and, like, gather oh. food and start fires. Oh, And I the rich people, like, fell in line with, like, either a dictatorship or, you could say, socialism. Yeah. Instead of, like rugged individual capitalism where like you're all on your own where mm-hmm. obviously it wouldn't work on an island but the film was like way too heavy-handed like woody harrelson plays a socialist and his counterpart is like a russian or com- uh, capitalist and they're just like spewing out like political quotes from like the last century Triangles. Like, what, what, like, what about this one Market threat, Thatcher, like whatever political economist is like big at the time. It was, it was. There was no sub. It was like no subtext. They said the quiet parts out loud. Mm -hmm. But either way, it's like attributing to the climate at the time, where I think everyone's very tired of capitalism, but can't imagine an alternative. (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's too heavy no it's good it's good it's um
0: i, g- I guess you can say it's like the films that it, films will kind of mimic the the time period that they're in obviously um if it's a wonderful life had like very socialist undertones it's because, like, that kind of political policy, what, like, like nobody maybe would talk about it over dinner so blatantly. Mm-hmm. That's why it was subtext. But now, Triangle of Sadness, it being, like, too overt, saying the quiet parts out loud, that's, like, what how, like, leftists today, like, have conversations. Like, it's just out in the open and very, like, too apparent. So
1: I, I see the through that, line yeah clearer that might now be
0: like um, that might be a better critique of the film other than saying it was like too boring having like been too blatant right I mean that that's a critique i heard of this film because like obviously it's like oh another movie about capitalism and class warfare yeah but maybe being too overt about it is actually like funny because everybody is already right, right. nobody's changing anything
1: <laughs> you, right uh it makes me want to see the film a little more to be honest it's kind of funny yeah it's kind of funny i wouldn't say it's and a great it film, wasn't but... i'm assuming it wasn't supposed to be like complete like serious because woody harrelson no is it's in like it. a That's political thing
0: it's like a it's a comedic i mean it's a satire it really is but... yeah
1: but uh, what? Wait, what other Christmas movies? It's a Wonderful Life can't be your only Christmas movie, dude. <laughs> There's what no else, fucking dude? way.
0: <laughs> I, I saw somebody post today. Just friends.
1: Just friends. Just friends.
0: It's like um, Ryan Reynolds in this blonde. That yeah. Was really big during this time. Like Ryan Reynolds. It's is like Catherine
1: Heigl or something. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: kind of. But like, I think she was in the movie Crank. That's what people probably know her from mostly.
1: Crank is it the bike movie? No, no it's
0: like when. That one action dude who's like from Eastern Europe, like <laughs> his girlfriend gets captured and like in order to like get the captors, he like takes speed. <laughs> it's actually a sick film.
1: Oh, that's why it's called Crank. Yeah, I just like watched Just Friends this season for sure. When Ryan Reynolds is the fat the flashbacks is the fat kid. Or in the beginning he's Ryan
0: Reynolds was good before he was like an it's a- A-list, Amy movie Smart. Star. Amy Smart,
1: yeah. And also Anna Faris. Uh Affairs Hannah loves Anna Ferris in that she's, movie. She's
0: uh, she's actually a
1: genius. <laughs> You're fucking right. <laughs> the other first IMDb is Crank.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um I don't
0: know what other fucking Christmas movie is, dude. Christmas? Gremlins?
1: I I rep Gremlins. No,
0: I've never really watched it to be honest. It's fun. It's really good. Alone? Also,
1: um uh, Steven Spielberg is doing a It's almost like a an autobiographical film i saw this and um, so it's a spielberg so i rep it even more the first one is i'm pretty sure that's it, gremlins oh gremlins i thought you
0: were about to say the autobiographic film where he's like recalling on his time as a little kid being like enamored with film yeah i've seen this recent
1: yeah that's what i'm talking about hmm. but um I was just, I also just saw this because Paul Dano is the dad. (laughs) He's the dad in... um,
0: The Riddler is the dad. The
1: Riddler is the dad, which he doesn't... Oh, no, wait. Am I right? Is that Spielberg, right?
0: In Gremlins? Didn't the guy who uh, directed Home Alone do the Gremlins?
1: It, he wrote it, he Chris wrote Columbus. It, yeah, Chris Columbus. But I'm wrong. <laughs> it's not a Spielberg. Why did I think that it was? Anyway, I
0: can we talk about? A uh, I hated Paul Dano's performance in, uh, the, in Batman. The, new Batman. the Batman.
1: Batman. The What? Are are you, those like, are no. cri- those are like Christmas movies? No. To be honest,
0: they kind of are Christmas films for me. Well, it was the, too
1: heavy-handed. I don't know.
0: It was a little bit too on the nose of an incel. That movie sucks. I thought it was a good movie, but it it had some really awkward dialogue. Where like Catwoman's like, these cis white men. And it's I'm like, is that gonna bring you out of the
1: story a little bit? Yeah. Um, all the villains were not good. Were all the
0: the penguin was good.
1: Who was that again?
0: fucking uh
1: i like yeah. i said they weren't super memorable the like and that i guess yeah he was kind of an incel that's the thing is i just watched his hot ones and he wouldn't even talk about his role he's
0: probably tired of it dude they fucking beat this shit to death and press they're tired of it by the time they're done with that
1: as much as i liked um robert pattinson as batman i don't need another one, you know. In the way. <laughs> yeah, that's all that Paul Dano talked about was the goddamn Nirvana song. He's like, I was really into Nirvana at the time, so it was like really cool that we used that song. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? No. Um. There was no the the Val Kilmer Batman. Or is uh, he might be in a couple, but that's like I feel like it's mostly snowing in like the yeah. '80s Batman, so it's like Definitely way more Christmasy. Uh,
0: I mean, who's the guy who did Nightmare on Elm Street?
1: Um, who did it?
0: Tim Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton actually didn't even direct Nightmare on Elm Street; he kind of wrote it, but never mind. But yeah, and uh, Tim Burton's Batman, it's always snowing. It's
1: nice. It gives. Yeah, I mean, me- he
0: has a he has a vision. And I
1: think in his Batman, it was Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Colin Farrell was the penguin. Dude,
0: yeah. I think he's brilliant.
1: And um, that Carmine guy, John Turturro. Oh, right. He I was fun. I think he just like. He was himself. He,
0: he just doesn't look Italian to me. He's quite <laughs> obviously Latino. It's Carmine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he was supposed to be like the Italian mob guy.
0: Have you ever seen him in Anger Management?
1: With um,
0: Uh, Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson? I don't remember his character. He's so brilliant. He's like a guy who cannot troll his anger (laughs) at all.
1: So he's in the Anger Management class
0: as well. Yeah, he's in the Anger Management class. He has so many funny (laughs) (laughs) one-liners.
1: Anger Management has been a minute. But, no, I also really loved that Batman because it was visually, yeah. like, I wish I saw it in theaters. I saw oh, it on right, my regular yes. TV. It was really pretty. Like, they yeah. did a very interesting take on Gotham.
0: I think, yeah, I really like it when somebody has, like, a, a world view.
1: Yeah. They're like, here's what. Gotham looks like and it kind of looked like half London, half Chicago. And New York. They didn't yeah, well like, they didn't pretend, like they didn't try to I feel like blend it together. It was like here's yeah, a Piccadilly shot of Chicago. Circus. <laughs>
0: Piccadilly Circus was in the film. I was like okay. I guess like the way they made it work, they were like, Okay, one minute we're under Wacker Drive, the next minute we're in Piccadilly Circus and It was silly. Since they have like those aesthetic parameters set pretty tight, then It'll look like the same place if maybe you're from Texas and you don't know what any (laughs) of those look like, like where those places are. But, yeah, I appreciated that they use like, they're pretty strict on the lens set. They're like, I'm going to source this like old Russian lens that looks like when we're going to put like Vaseline on the front when it's raining. They got a really like interesting look out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That you wouldn't have gotten from like, you know, a Marvel movie. Like the Avengers, they're like, we're just going to use the nicest equipment we have. And right. it's going to look IRL or like supernatural in some weird way.
1: Yeah. In um, maybe five or six episodes back, I made it very clear that I've never seen any, like really any Marvel, recent Yeah, I Marvel haven't either. Moments.
0: I mean, for a little bit.
1: I did know that though, that it's like they use the best shit. They don't <coughs> really do those kinds of they effects. They do it all in like, post. Right, And
0: you can see that with, uh, I can't remember, there was like an Avengers movie where like one guy directed it and had like his own version. It was like kind of a darker story. I can't remember the director. This is like very well known. I feel stupid for not knowing, but the original director had a darker story. It was like edited to be like.
1: Was it Daredevil?
0: No, it was definitely an Avengers movie. Okay. And like uh, Aquaman was very at the forefront. But um, the color grading was, like, very dark and blue, and, like, the tone was more serious, and it was, like, longer. And they, I think the studio was, like, we don't want to release this. Like, we're we're pretty much going to take you off the editing process, and they gave it to another guy. And you can really see, like, what the studio, like, how movies are made in post rather than on the script because they, like they took out a bunch of scenes they like brightened it up it was like more of a comic book and had like one-liners everywhere they reshot certain stuff um they totally like fucked up the movie people did not like it and then they when they realized that they like you know on the streaming platforms like gave the original director like his version back yeah and people
1: like rewatched it interesting well now i'm gonna have to do some digging
0: yeah, it's not hard to Start find. They do like at a side-by-side side on YouTube. That's how I found it. I'm like, this is interesting. But for the most part, I'm like not in the Marvel Universe. It just seems very masturbatory. <laughs> I don't
1: even know that word. <laughs> it's just But I, it's I, I not it, very good. <laughs> I
0: use it in the sense where like it just looks like self-pleasure for the the sake of self-pleasure. Yeah, It's not like you're going to learn anything new or it's not a new take on anything. It's just like business as usual with what you can't inevitably. Like, this is just like what you get enthusiasm out of, you know? Yeah. You can't help it. (laughs) Kind of like... not prepared for anything new.
1: I feel like, putting it back to skating, there's some companies that drop videos that are just that. (laughs) Yeah. They're just made to... They don't have any... They have no umph to them they're just really standard runs
0: majority of people who make skate videos have no concept
1: they have a template instead
0: yeah the template is to like pick music and then put skate clips to a beat yeah and then you know typography tone all of that is more like periphery on the periphery like if you achieve something like that it's like by accident Mm -hmm. um there are some people that have like influenced me like very directly in doing something completely different which is like these two dudes matt king and gene bellinger who were like making videos when tumblr was like getting super popular and like witch house music like people like salem were like blowing up and they were just, you know, skating, going home, getting fucked up, and like watching like, they were watching like Batman Forever on VHS, and like, essentially like compiling what would be like some sort of rabbit hole on Twitter, but in a visual way, like in a skate video. Very. Interesting. And it had a very specific tone, and I don't know. It was like I don't know if you ever watched like Bronze Fifty Six K. Yeah. videos like they took a lot of influence from what they were doing like just making the video feel like what the internet feels like and of course like bronze 56k is like more absurd and like comedic
1: yeah but it like but that same compilation yeah it, idea. Had, a, it had
0: like a montage feeling mm-hmm. and then an overall feeling of like adhd yeah that really kind of spoke to the time that's pretty fun but they, they were the first people that showed me, like, oh, like, escape video isn't just, like, a bail section with, like, hardcore music on it. And, like, all the best tricks. Like, you can actually motivate a certain feeling and get the audience to, like, direct their attention towards, like, the pace of the film. Not just, like, okay, okay, there's an opener to some kid's part that's like a banger and then there's like the part and then at the end there's like an ender they thought about the video as like an, an uh, essentially an album like how people used to think of an album like beginning to finish there's a concept and each song is essentially like a chapter of a book and very um intentional mm-hmm. so i saw that and i was like holy shit the, the the complete format can be different like what else could be different about it and how
1: could you further it I am very fascinated with that idea with all those ideas because I don't I I think I started skating again in like 2018 with the intention of I was younger wasn't super serious about it but coming back into it, I was like I just want to be able to ride this thing and also hold a camera because yeah. that's <laughs> fucking hard enough as it is. Like, yeah, it'll take a while to learn. Right, and with that, I think like there's a, there's just it's just a watering hole at that point. Like yeah. when you have that, and you're able to capture that while using that d- tool, it's like you have a lot of different possibilities for filming.
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially, you're holding the camera, and <laughs> you you're like, what's my take on skateboarding? Like, how am I going to create an association Mm -hmm. with skateboarding and film? And I guess for me, it's never been, like, about making a one-to-one. It's more about, like, making it look like whatever concept I have, like, formulated in my head. It's never about, like, looking like reality. Right. We all know what that looks like. It's like getting a tattoo of like your grandma's portrait on you. Like you you know what she looks like. They're just gonna have an artist like put her there. Right. I'm more interested in like what what's Picasso's take on your grandma? <laughs> I get that tattooed. Like I wanna like I wanna see what you've
1: imagined right than like what life looks like. Um between the months of December and February for skateboarding, it looks very bleak here. <laughs> it is
0: bad, dude. I don't get on my board literally all winter. Like, maybe a few times I go to an indoor park.
1: Yeah. But we don't have a lot of them nearby, though. We Too far. There's and, like
0: Fargo and DeKalb. It's so an hour.
1: And then there's one.
0: Asylum. Up. That's in, like, Lake County probably like another 45 minutes and then you got cream city in milwaukee which is probably like yeah the best what... option but it's like an hour and a half yeah and uh every time i go there i just don't feel like myself when you get there it's... i just feel like my winter self which is like <laughs> rickety and like in a constant state of like throwing my neck out <laughs> <laughs> just because like it's cold and like yeah. my muscles are not ready um so i don't even get on the board it's coming I'm like, too. I'm going to Phoenix on the 27th. Oh, in, a, in like a week? Yeah. Or so five I'm, days. I'm stretching and uh, I'm preparing myself for like normal weather because my body knows when I'm about to get on a plane, it just starts like acting up. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like you think you're about to get nice weather. Like, we're going to. We're going to you sabotage up. your shit. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every time
1: um i've never been to phoenix that's exciting i hope you have a great time
0: it used to be like a real hub for skateboarding Uh uh-huh when this brand brand pyramid country was like coming up coming up at the forefront it was like tempe arizona phoenix and scottsdale and like all these dudes yeah um but eventually people got bored of it and
1: did they put money into it did the they cities put money into no into the into the skateboarding they have nice parks, okay, um Cause if they didn't, then that's why it fell off, but
0: I feel like it fell off because everyone got kind of old, and obviously, like if you don't get new talent,
1: nobody passed the mantle,
0: yeah, you gotta pat you gotta pass the torch, yeah. and also, I just think like ditches got boring ditches yeah it's like um that's kind of what they skate out there in Arizona, mostly ditches and like big sets. And I just got, I think people got tired of the vibe. I think it was like that region. It's kind of very one note, like even though they were doing very artistic, they were like opening up art artistic avenues. Like they were actually coming up with like a character for their brand. Like made out of like paper mache. Yeah. It was like a dude with a pyramid head, and they were doing like green screen stuff. Yeah. But like I think it's inevitable that you know, like a, an entire region kind of gets stale, especially if it's not in New York and LA. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, it's the desert, and there's like a bunch of ditches, and the colors are—it's always like orange
1: every clip." Like mm-hmm. we already we get it. That's kind of a bummer. Like that doesn't help the people that are are attempting to push yeah. boundaries. But
0: I think skateboarding was better with them having done what they did mm-hmm. but in in general like skateboarding is very fickle and like they're on to the next thing very it's quickly it's like this thing's dead like i'm very interested like right now it's very like the emo is having a revival yeah and i kind of like saw that coming and i'm like okay like my video i like, can't have emo music it's it's too obvious and it's gonna be dated in like two years so i'm like very interested to see where like it goes after that. It it just seems like people like attach a persona onto themselves with like the general vibe of the day or the year. And the next year they're completely different and they like resent their last year self. Yeah. I just don't see that as a, like a, there's no longevity in your identity that way. If you just like keep a re, like tearing yourself down or rebuilding yourself every year right it's just like who are you as a person like what the fuck is your life about if you like don't have any convictions <laughs> by the time you're 30
1: <laughs> <laughs> most people don't agree with that i think that's the problem i think it's they don't want to like, have oh i'm bored of myself right like in
0: i i might have done something i regret a couple months ago like time to change my identity and like forget about that
1: my identity my identity <laughs> crises exists within changing my ads <laughs> yeah I mean, that's a better
0: way to put it it's just like i can never find my friends anymore on instagram like you <laughs> put your first name in there what are you hiding behind i mean even if you did change your name like just put that <laughs> name in everyone's under a moniker
1: yeah um yeah <laughs> emo is making a couple. i mean just in maybe the last six months you just see that studded belt tight jean look is yeah. more around than it's than it's been since you know 2010 <laughs> <laughs> i'll
0: give you an exclusive if there's any that like real skateboarders listening there's like this fucking brand my friend started chris salone he lives in texas now but he was dming me he was like dude i want to i want to build this brand and like it's just gonna be like he was like maybe i'll make boards maybe i'll just do memes he, he called it sex emo <laughs> it's so it's the best name i've ever heard sex emo yep he says he was like building a parody off of like another thing you he heard but pretty much he Lives in Texas. He took a trip to New York to visit a friend like Cooper Winterson, this like big New York filmer, photography dude. And like some dudes are on there, they kind of like were all in the same wheelhouse, like just skating for fun. And he like gave them access to the sex emo Instagram. Yeah. And then they kind of took it and ran with it. And he was like he was okay with it. And they started like like, really just making memes, like, going, like, way harder than him, like, they, like, pretty much stole the account, and... They uh, shut him out, too? <laughs> eventually, they shut him out, but they, they got Cooper Winterson on it, who's the filmer, obviously, and, like, he made a video called the Sex Emo Promo, and then Jankum Mag gave him, like, a, an interview in it like a couple weeks ago yeah and it has no mention of chris who started the instagram
1: no <laughs> and like
0: when that happened i was like i'm gonna go back to my dms i'm like pretty sure chris started this and, he, and he's like he's like yeah i'm thinking about starting this and like you know maybe it'd be funny if like cooper winterson rode it would just be ironic and then like that's kind of the dude that gets all the credit in the end it's just, it's just like funny that like the emo, like revitalization,
1: is existing within memes within
0: it like exists within an Instagram account an account called Sex Emo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a parody,
1: dude. Um, but that's the real story about Sex Emo. That's the, as we live and breathe. I feel like we're we we should call it we should call. I gotta pee I gotta pee too um well, good thing is two bathrooms so nice um
0: thanks get, for coming
1: get back to cod been gone too long yeah it's been a minute <laughs> um I don't even have a playstation anymore to be honest
0: I got an xbox well, oh word thanks for having me I feel like the past week I've been in a brain fog I'm like can I even articulate my thoughts here today
1: i think we i think you did really well <laughs> i think it worked out it was yeah more natural than i thought um again anthony randazzo on microwave minutes <laughs> thanks Thank again you. um you can find this at microwave minutes listen to multiplex adam.rfat creator of rfat audio network um you can find me you know where okay we're gonna go i gotta pee so bad See you now. yeah see you soon